It's time for Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. It's your chance to be heard, air your grievances, and take your shot. Only on Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Well, hi guys. Nine minutes after 9 a.m. It's so good to be here today on a sunny Friday. The weather forecasters have us scared. Well, have me scared. It's supposed to be rainy and cold tomorrow with a high only of around 50. And so I'm kind of like, ah, man, we, uh, we, uh, we got some nasty weather coming our way. But you know what? Why worry about tomorrow? Enjoy today. That's a good attitude to have for the weather. I don't know that's a necessarily a good attitude to have uh, with the rest of life because we have, uh, we have some uh, pretty scary stuff going on in the world right now. The big one is the coronavirus. We've talked about it. We talked about it a little bit uh, on Wednesday. We'll talk about it more as we go. But I, di- I did want to tell you, I, I went to uh, the Johns Hopkins website and found their interactive map. It is unbelievably cool. Uh, here's here's some raw numbers for you. Right now, the total confirmed cases. Now, keep in mind, they don't have enough medical personnel to even track them all. And even if they did have enough medical personnel to track them all, there are some people that aren't going to come in. You have a little fever, you have a little cough, whatever. You're not even going to go in to see a doctor. Uh, so... These are just the confirmed cases. Estimates are they could be as many as three times this many people who actually have this COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Uh, But total confirmed is 76,775 people, most of which uh, all but about a thousand of them, a little more than a thousand of them, are in mainland China. Uh, Of those 76,775 cases, there have been more than 2,000 people have died from the coronavirus, the COVID-19 virus. And uh, 18,900 have recovered from the COVID-19. Uh, and that leaves, if you do the math, that's 21,000 approximately. That leaves 55,000 who currently uh, reportedly or have reported that they have the virus. It's been confirmed, basically. So those are raw numbers. I know it's a lot to think about, but if you, but, uh, if you think about the, right, right now, the, uh, the death rate, the mortality rate with that is actually pretty high. Uh, if you get it, you have, a, what, a, a, about a 3 in 75 chance of dying from it. At least that's what the numbers are early. They're anecdotal evidence, but you still have probably about a 20% chance, a little more than 20% chance of getting better from it. Uh, and then the rest are the jury still out on the rest of them. But, uh, this is something that, uh, is, is a little bit scary folks. I mean, yeah, they've contained it mostly right now to China right now, but, uh, in the United States, and by the way, they have a list of all the countries and, and the, the confirmed cases, so 75,500 of the 76 and three quarters thousand are in China. But South Korea has had over 200, Japan about 100, Singapore about 100, Hong Kong 68, 35 in Thailand, Taiwan with 26, Malaysia with 22, Germany is the highest European country with uh, 16 confirmed cases. And the U.S. checks in at 16 con- confirmed cases as well. Uh, again, I, I don't. I don't want to be a doomsayer. I don't want to panic anybody. I don't want anybody to think, "Oh, we're in trouble." But the the truth of the matter is, this is a serious deal. It's not pandemic yet, but it is something that we all need to be prepared for if it comes our way. 
and it may just come our way. I, I hope not. I, you know, and I trust our leaders. I trust our the people, the World Health Organization, and of course our our, our local health officials. But just because I trust them doesn't mean that they can get it done. That they can stop it. So just something to think about today as as we open up the Open Line Friday show. Coronavirus is the real deal, folks. And if it does get here, they they haven't figured out a way to stop it just yet. And we had a caller the other day say, well, the best way to stop it is to cut off the source, not let Chinese people in our country. But, I mean, that's ideal, sure. But is it realistic? Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, we'll start with Seth this morning. Good morning. What's up? I studied the coronavirus at length, and uh, I did that in the military uh, in my training there. And uh, I've been following these things um, since I was 16 and in the military. So uh, let me just mention that on a cruise ship, and by the way, I don't want to talk about this. I have done some show prep on yesterday's topic. And uh, uh, husband and wife, one had it, the other one didn't. Right. They were exchanging bodily fluids for two weeks. The man didn't get it. Hmm. That's okay. interesting. So if that's true, and and the scientists on Fox are saying it's not transmittable between uh, from person to person. That's what they said on Fox, Big Shot Doctor. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, the, well how, it, how are people it, getting it? Uh, if you're in a room with your wife hugging and kissing and doing maybe other things, why wouldn't this contagious virus not go to him? You know, and, and that's, a, that's a good question, Seth. I will tell you this. When I was in college, uh, we were not yet married, my wife and my wife and I. She was my fiancée at the time. She came down with mononucleosis. I didn't get it. I never had it. Exactly. So, uh, and we'll talk about it another day. But I did I just want to mention, do you have natural gas in your home? Of course, yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> a lot of homes in St. George don't have gas. They do everything electric, right? Hmm. Okay. So no, but we, do, we definitely light a do. Candle, yeah. Let's light a candle and put it on your stove where the gas is. Well, that's probably not the best idea, right? No, it, it, it should be okay. You know, I'm going right. less than foul we, here on. We, we, so we put a candle and you're in your, li- in your living room and okay. 8 o'clock rolls around and you stand up and say, uh, girls, there's a fire at the... Uh, on the stove, and it's going to burn the house down, and you sit quietly and see what they do. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? They're going to get up and look first, mm-hmm. and when they see that it's just a candle, they're going to be like, oh, Dad, you're silly, which they say that a lot. Okay, and so uh, uh, any of them going to put the candle out? Probably not. Uh, okay, may- and so they do. Let's pretend they put it out. Okay. Then you say to them, no, there's still a fire. It's still burning. What are you going to do? Mm, they'll probably be going to be confused and uh, maybe throw something at me. You're you're six five. Uh, <laughs> you, you can you know do a block. You know, like in basketball or football or something. Yeah. Well, these, girl, uh, these girls he, are pretty tough, but yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, they first of all can't figure out what's burning. Right, sure. Yeah, they'd be like, Dad, what are you, what are you nuts? There's, there's nothing burning. But no, no. Well, we're going to tell them, forget the candle. Even if you put it out, 
the thing is still burning. What are you going to do? By the way, this happened to my neighbors. Okay. Well, uh, right. Yeah. So chances are they don't know what a gas meter valve wrench is. You're right. They don't. Okay. So if you knew about it and you had one, maybe you could walk outside, put the wrench on the on the uh, fitting, and turn it ninety degrees. And the fire in the furnace or in the stove or any other gas appliance would go out. Right. Now, uh, a crescent wrench, because it's above ground, or any kind of appropriate wrench would shut the gas line off. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And if you go to the hardware stores or the prepare the stores or go online, they sell a little flat wrench that is a is a uh, cutout thing that you could take and attach it to the incoming uh, meter. It's probably and a good idea. hanging there, yeah. and they wouldn't have to go look in the toolbox and search the garage and try to find it while the house is burning down. Hmm. Yeah. Okay? And so for let's make everything I buy is, is, you know, cheap compared to what the price is now. But I, I think I paid $5 for a little wrench designed to shut off the gas. Okay, so I could find this wrench at, like, Home Depot or whatever? Yes, or Ben Franklin or a hardware store or a preparedness, your family still matters, or mm-hmm. any place that uh, is concerned, it's all over, you know, the uh, Internet, just Google um, gas uh, meter wrench. And, of course, by the way, the gas company wouldn't like you doing that. But by the time they would get here to put the fire out, the house would be gone. Yeah, it would be, it okay. would be tough. So yeah. if you don't know how to do that, can you turn your water off? Yes, I can do that. I don't think so. I can't? Nope. I have a water shutoff valve. Is, is there a different one you're referring to or, or what? The one out on the street. Well, there's there's one in my yard. Oh, okay. Uh, you pop the lid off, it uh-huh. may be six feet down. Yeah, I, it's about. It seems like it's about three feet down. I haven't looked at it lately, but it was it was it was close enough that if I got down on my belly, I could reach it. I can't. It's beyond my arm reach, and even if I reach it, I can't turn it off. Hmm. I need a wrench. Hmm. Wow. So you can go to Home Depot, all the places we just mentioned, and buy a water valve wrench, which is a T-bar that may have five or six feet. And you put it in a tree or you put it somewhere close to where you're going to be so you don't have to search for it when your house is flooding. So it sounds like, Seth, you're saying we need education first and a couple of simple and relatively cheap tools to help protect ourselves. Can you get into your power box? Do you know how to turn it off? Well, I know where the breakers are. I'm not sure uh-huh. about the power box. There'll be a main, and there'll be individual breakers. But lots of these uh, breaker boxes have locks on them. Mm. Yeah, ours does not, but I, yeah. No, I, 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 I could see that. I put one on because the best way to attack a home is to go out to the breaker box and shut their power off and their lights. Mm. Mm. You're so right. i got a padlock on mine, 
and it's a combination, and I know how to go out there and quickly take it apart. And everything I'm telling you is in the cert course. And it's not good enough to wait till the coronavirus or your furnace or your appliances malfunction in such a way that it burns and destroys your family. All right. Well said, We can't keep putting this off. You're right. You're right. You live in St. George. I do. Okay. Call up the police department and say, I'd like to sign up for the next third class. All right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And the, you know, if you're in the county, you call up the emergency preparedness thing and say, I'd like to attend the third class. Awesome. Hey, I, I got to go, but great advice today. Thank you. You bet. All right. He's Seth. Let's go back to, uh, let's go to line two. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. What's on your mind? Hey, how are you? Man, Seth's show. Anyway. Yeah, well. Words of wisdom. There's a thing going around that kids go around and turn off people's breaker boxes when the main switches has access outside so people are yeah they like were you should lock it they were they were kind of pranking some of the kids were going around and turning power off i i think mostly it was harmless but didn't i hear <laughs> somebody was robbed after after that happened well that would shut down a lot of people's security systems also yep and then with the gas putting a rent handy what do you think they're going to do next let's shut the gas off at george's house you know real easy rich right there so it does have safety reasons, but you got to keep that in mind, or your furnace might not come on in the middle of the night when it's cold. <laughs> yeah, or you, you might have to take a cold shower. That. I want to talk about our state legislature. Okay. You guys are recording. They've got millions of dollars in surplus again. Yeah. Last year it was billion. This They're not saying how many millions. They're just saying millions. And some want to give us a tax break, which would be wonderful since they got excess money of ours again. And other ones are saying, we can't do that. We might find something to spend it on. Well, they, so uh, on to it. They, they, I, we don't trust them, that's for sure. So how come we can't get our local legislatures to come in? They used to years ago, and Mike and Gary had the show, and I know the one guy, he was the head of the whatever but he report pretty much weekly, it seemed like. Nothing else. Call in and let us know what's going on. And we sure don't have that. And that was kind of neat. So the inner workings of what was going on up there. This, this guy was was uh, up there at the legislature? Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, I haven't thought of that. I that might be a good idea. He was the Senate or the House of whatever majority leader. One hmm. of the local bankers down here. All right, I'll see. I'll, I'll work on it. See if I can get get maybe get a weekly report from the legislature while it's going on. Uh, well, we got Ipsum and a few others down here, you know. And yeah, I know we have every morning at uh, seven twenty-five. We have Bill Zimfer with the net. He's, he's up at the at the uh, you know at, in Washington D.C. with the with the uh, kind of a political report. It does a really good job for us. But uh, yeah, lo- local legislature report would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be to see what they're spending our money on and what everybody wants to do with all this stuff that's going on. But I'd sure like to see what they're going to do with these millions of excess dollars since they tried to slap a sneaky tax on us and we kind of shut that down. But 
seems like I recall if if you did. It seems like I recall if you did the math on it that if they actually just wrote every Utah a check, it would be three hundred dollars, and we could all just take the three hundred dollars to the bank or do whatever we want with it. Uh, if they were actually to pay us for the excess money they have. So that that would be really nice. I don't know that that's the best way to spend it. But if if we don't get it back, they're just going to find something to put it on. And it's not going to be something, in my opinion, it's not going to be something that we really, really need. And, you know, it's not going to go to education or whatever. It's going to go to somebody's pet project. And uh, and then they'll raise the tax on services and get us anyway. So, all right, let's go to line three. Caller, you're on with Andy. Good morning. Andy, how are you? Okay, what's on your mind today? I want to change my life after I seen, uh, and, well, I didn't see it. I had listened to it on the radio, the debate in Vegas. Oh, that was uh, that was something else, wasn't it? It was awesome, and, uh, and, and I almost want to change my life, and I think I'm going to. I'm going to make a big effort. I'm thinking of rooting and voting and having... Uh, Elizabeth Warren as our president. Really? Now, why would you yeah. say that? What what fired you up about her? She's smarter than a whip, bro. Yeah? She's she's collected, she's competent, and uh, she ain't going to kick the bucket. And I don't like Sanders. And um, the gold guy, the, the billionaire, if she picked him as a running mate and then they run against Trump, I wouldn't be a bit surprised Trump hits the fan because... I got to talking to some people in town yesterday. I ran to town for supplies. I'm back out in the mountains again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've been doing all this footwork off the roof and stuff with the military and the White House and Trump in the Middle East because I'm a map. I'm doing map war zones, and I'll be darned if every time and believe it from the heart, Andy, you can't make up America. Once the president's in and he starts making up his mind, the war zone. The characteristics, the competency changes. It changes your heartbeat. It changes the lifestyle of our troops. And right now we've got a good thing with Trump because he's a big flat tire. You've got to face it. He's got so many things coming at him. He's just puppy dogging along. And, and it kind of bothers me. And I got to thinking, the only way to change course on this would be to change it. Is, am I not correct? I am correct. I know I am. Okay. You mean change, change presidents, that's what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, this election's coming up. I, Elizabeth, I think, I'm from Minnesota, and Minnesota people care about each other. And I see a lot of things going on in D.C. where they don't care a lick about anybody. Hmm. All right. Hitting it upside the head, and it hurts. Hmm. Interesting take. All right. tiny, this tiny thing, I'll tell you real quick, because I'm a farmer. When you breed too many cattle and too many wild pigs and all this together, and the insects gather and the odor and the stink, things become, I'll use the word appropriately, pukey. And and it's stinky and horrible. And what happens is the mixture of it is the insects and all that gets sick, and then it spreads into you. And I think that big city over there needs a big spanking and a cleaning. Yeah, they need a power washing. All right, thanks for the call today. Good to talk to you. Caller, you're on with Annie this morning. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning. Morning. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah. I don't even know what to say. It's it's open lines. We're going to let people say their piece if they want to. Oh, yeah, yeah. I believe in freedom <laughs> of speech, but uh, hey, Wayne, Elizabeth doesn't. 
And there's a lot of things that you claim you believe in that Elizabeth really hates. So you might want to go back and do a little more research on her before you start talking about how great of a president she'd make. Um, not only that, uh, she's a liar. We all yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. You mean the Native American Elizabeth Warren? Oh, yeah. Liawatha. <laughs> Pocahontas. Yeah. You know, she's, she's lied a lot. She's, she has used her deceit and dishonesty to climb the ladder. Well, so, and that's the thing about what do you think some people fudge oh, the, some people fudge the truth, but she is not only fudge the truth she's she's twisted it and used it to get ahead in life uh, whether it's uh, you know in, in her in her past jobs where she's used her uh, supposed status as a minority to get ahead uh, you know the story about her uh, pregnancy she got fired because she was a woman and she was pregnant and it turns out that was complete fabrication she's used all this to twist and turn things in her favor absolutely so you know that hey i mean coming from wayne i really don't expect much else but uh um, I've been seeing a commercial lately where Doomberg, running his pie hole like he does, talks about uh, being from New York and I can spot a corn man. It's because he sees one every time he looks in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. I thought you said corn man. I was like, well, let's not talk about his opinion about farmers. But, yeah, con man. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you want to talk about a con man. I mean, this guy, hey. I, I love how he's criticizing Donald Trump for all this stuff that he himself has done. Yeah, hypocrite. Because, yeah, Trump ran as a Democrat, or not ran, uh, registered and voted as a Democrat, and he come out and flat out said, I did it in New York because that's the only way I could get anything done. So now Trump, and if you remember, um, Michael Bloomberg and Charles Schumer and all of those New York political folk all loved Donald Trump. Until he ran for president. Right, right. Oh, they were buddies. In fact, uh, Bloomberg even said at one point, I, I love you, man. You know, that, that kind, of, kind of the bro love for Trump. Yeah, yeah. You know, and old Schumer and, and, uh, and Trump were the greatest of buddies as long as Trump was putting money in Schumer's coffers. Right. You know, same with Bloomberg and, and all these other, I mean, there's a long list of New York politicians that, uh, that all loved him. And, I mean, well, Pelosi loved him, and lots and lots of people love Donald Trump. And they're the same people that are trying to decimate him now. That's the crazy so, thing. Where, where, does yeah. all, where did the hate come from after, after they supposedly were, were such good, big fans of his? Where, where is this hate uh, originating? I call it hypocrisy and duplicity, hmm. which I think are the best two words to describe the Democrat Party and the head leadership of the democrat party so you know it's just it's the it is what it is and there's really nothing we can do about it except hope and pray that none of them win yeah and i i will say this though i mean if if uh if you really believe that the economy is absolutely trash right now like a lot of these lefty democrats say elect any one of the democrats that are running for president right now and you will have your economy decimated and destroyed within six months to a year. And then you can honestly say, we have a decimated, destroyed economy. Yeah. Self-fulfilling prophecy, I guess. Absolutely. And a really bad one for the United States. All right. Th thanks for the call today. Good to talk to you. All right. Go to line two. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. What's up? 
Uh, good morning, Andy. Morning. I want to talk to you about uh, the mural that's being proposed to be put on one of the, that downtown parking area uh, building. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that? We talked about that a little bit yesterday. What, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are I'm dead set against it. Okay. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Yeah. I think a mural might be all right, but why isn't that mural going to depict St. George and his history rather than the jazz basketball team? Yeah, you make a, you make a good point. Uh, as much as we do like the jazz here in Southern Utah, it to me it does not reflect this community in in very many ways. I do love the. I'm a, I'm a jazz fan. Been a jazz fan since you know since the eighties. Yeah, I like the jazz too. But if we're going to have a mural, why don't we make a nice mural that shows you know the mining, the agriculture, the uh, uh, water development and stuff like that that uh, that's you know a true uh, 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 a thing that happened here rather than uh, the jazz basketball team because they're going to they'll, they'll that'll come and go probably yeah uh, sometime in the future but the mural will be there for a long time now that they built that and that building <laughs> eight feet from main street yeah and it's close isn't it yeah no, I, I like your take on it. That's actually a really good point you make this morning. Is, uh, I mean, if you're gonna, that's that's a high profile location. It's a high profile wall. It's going to be a high profile mural, and we do like the jazz. But guess what, folks? They're 300 miles away, and uh, they still. I hate to say this, they still haven't won a championship. And you know, yeah, they got they got think, close in the 90s, but that was it. I think the mayor and the city council ought to put a stop to that right now and go for a nice uh, mural that depicts our area uh, and uh, so I thought maybe you might mention that to the mayor when he's on next week yeah I might, will you know, going about it. all right thanks for the call good you point all right, we'll see you. Yeah, that's well, that's a great topic to talk about, folks. If you want to weigh in, I've got to get a weather break in here. But if you want to weigh in on your thoughts, okay, so they're painting a mural. I'll, I'll try to get some more details on when and exactly uh, how long it's going to take and things like that. But they're painting a mural, and they've decided to make the mural a little bit of a tribute to the Utah Jazz. So your thoughts, six seven three five eight ninety. should the mural be on something different? Should it be on the jazz? Are you happy that it's about the jazz? Are you, uh, should there even be a mural? Is it just glorified graffiti? That's a loaded question in and of itself. So, uh, yeah, give me a call, 673-5890. First of all, we'll step aside for weather. Welcome back. It's an open line Friday. Phones are, are lit up, so we're going to go right to the phone lines First, line one caller, you're on with Andy this morning. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you today? Doing great. Thanks for calling in today. It's good to hear your voice. What's on your mind? Yeah, I was wondering if somebody could enlighten me on what's going on with the police officers on their motorcycles at the major entrances to some of the thoroughfares in St. George. It looks like to me they're sitting on the side of the road right in the middle of the intersection, and then they're turning out in front of traffic and doing things, and I'm just curious if somebody can enlighten me on what their philosophy is behind that you know, thing I, that they're doing there. It seems like a little bit of a troublesome thing. I, I went around a corner yesterday and uh, took, took a right turn. I think it was on the Red Cliffs Parkway, and the police officer was on the left side of the road in the shoulder 
I I mean I didn't hit him obviously, but it was it was he was close enough that I thought I thought it was a real traffic hazard. So I, I know what you're talking about, and I'm I, I didn't feel real comfortable with that. I just wish somebody would enlighten us on what's going on out there because I think that's a hate to be frank, but it's an asinine thing to do in my opinion. Yeah, good point. Yeah, thanks for the call. Maybe maybe one of the callers uh, coming up will enlighten us a little more on that. Uh, good to talk Thank to you. Thank you so much for your program. All right, we'll talk to you later. Line two now. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. What's on your mind? Is this me? Yeah, that's you. Okay, well, I want to tell you that I agree with both people. And uh, I'm a tennis player. And in uh, Snow Canyon won the whole state in three years ago. And I think they ought to put that on there before they put the jazz on there. Yeah, good call. I mean, there's a, there's a lot yeah. of lot of causes. I mean, you know, we've got some teams, I, yeah. you know, that have a chance to win a state basketball championship this week and next week. You know, maybe we should put that on. I mean, you know, I, I, I seriously, agree. There's I agree. A, and also, it's a speed trap what you're talking about because I got a ticket there. I was going the same speed as everybody, and I saw him way before, and he was damn near in the middle of the road and coming out and it was a speed trap just so everybody knows yeah be careful out there keep an eye out all right thanks for the call good to talk to you bye bye caller you're on with andy this morning what's on your mind you there andy how are you good yeah what's on your mind today good hey i just curious um maybe somebody out there can call in and enlighten enlighten us a little bit but with all these big apartment buildings they're building and if you go behind like that new Smith, if you drive down that road, mm-hmm. you're lucky to get one car down that highway. And I'm wondering if the city's got any, you know, they build them and they give so many stalls out to the people to park. Um, and you can hardly even drive down the road behind it, the public street, because there's just so much traffic, on, you know, cars parked on each side of it. Sure. Somebody knows if they, you know, what kind of city, where we're headed with that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's certainly a question that we should ask the mayor about that. And maybe maybe somebody else that's listening wants to weigh in on that. I will say this. I just got back from St. Thomas, um, visited my son down there, and the roads there are so skinny. You, if you have two full-size SUVs, one of you has to pull off into the weeds because there's not enough room. on. And these are their main roads on this island. So I, I when I got back to St. George late on uh, on Tuesday morning, uh, I was so grateful to have the road at least somewhat wide enough to at least have two cars on. So it could be right. worse. Could I be found worse, it weird I yesterday. I did go down there um, coming back that way. I don't know why I keep going that way. I try to avoid the traffic on the other end of it. But yeah. uh, now they've got a one of them flashing lights up, you know, telling you your speed. Problem is, is you get to that point, you can't see it till you get up to it because there's so much, so many cars parked on the road. I mean, you literally can't see it, see mm-hmm. what you're even coming up against. So, wow. but anyway. I'll, I'll hang up if somebody knows anything. That'd be great. Okay. Appreciate the call. Good to talk Thank to you. Thank you, sir. Bye. Going to, uh, to line four. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. What's on your mind? Good morning. Morning. Hey. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, as to the phone call just now, I called three weeks ago and talked to the mayor about how the congestion with all these apartment buildings are building and that no roads were being planned or built. The roads should already be built. Right. Accommodate these uh, congestion. It's not even congestion. It's going to be blocked up just like any big city, Los Angeles. Look at their freeways, and that's what we're going to have. Yeah, gridlock. We won't be able to to do anything 
The other thing is that mural. You know, allow me to be politically incorrect, but if you go to any big city, you see lots and lots of graffiti. Right. And and we don't. I mean, serious. We don't not want that. The minute you paint that mural, then you're going to see it everywhere. It's going to get plastered on all the buildings, just like it is in any big city. Talking about graffiti, or uh, you're talking about other murals? That jazz mural that was in the paper. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying it. So you said more is going to come. Do you mean more murals are going to come, or people are just going to start putting graffiti up? People are going to tag. You know what a tagger is? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're going to have a whole bunch of taggers showing up on everybody's house and buildings in downtown St. George, and it will go to the satellite communities, of course. But tagging is a real problem. Once it starts, it doesn't stop. Yeah, never. You're right. No matter what they do. It's called tagging, okay? Yep. And to put put that on a building on St. George, that's ridiculous. My opinion. Thank you. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, you know, he makes a good point. And just a couple of things about that mural, by the way. This is a, from a Spectrum article. Uh, a jazz and a local artist, and I think the city are all teaming up to pay for it. But the mural is going to be, get this, folks, 40 feet high and 120 feet long. That is massive. That is huge. It's going to be on the backside of the parking garage outside the new City View Apartments on the Boulevard and 100 West. That is a monstrous, monstrous mural. Do we do we want one that big? Is I mean, who who sold that? Who's who's making money off of that one? All right, let's go back to the phone line. Caller, you're on with Andy. What's up this morning? Well, I bet if that mural was uh, Andy Griffith with that huge microphone and uh, Griffin and that huge microphone <laughs> no, with eight ninety no, ninety four point, we no. wouldn't have one complaint. Everybody be no. saying yes. Uh, please no, no, we do not <laughs> want my face on something that big. No way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the reason I'm calling it two, uh, two things, and one uh, top one very quick. Um, I've noticed in the past few months uh, my radios on 890 and 94.9, uh, the signal has uh, seems to have gotten weaker, a lot of hissing and so on. Really? And I'm just Yeah, and I'm just wondering if it's uh, anything changed as far as your transmission and so on, but uh, that's been going on for a few months. I've always had a strong signal. But now I get hissing and popping sounds, and that's on all my radios and so on. Are so, you on? Are you listening on AM or FM or internet or what, where's both. your? Oh, all of them. Okay. Both. All, matter of fact, all three. I'll stream if uh, I'll stream and uh, uh, have that uh, AM sometimes, and I'll switch back and forth. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. The, the FM signal has had some issues, but the AM has not changed one bit. You shouldn't. I, I, I'm okay. troubled that you say you've had some problems because that's something we definitely need to look into. Okay, and uh, the main subject. I watched a uh, Netflix uh, documentary on uh, the Paradise Fire, and okay. I got I to be honest, it was a little shocking because it actually showed burned corpse and everything else and oh, so wow. on. Yeah, it was kind of shocking. And uh, But it kind of re- reminds me of the coronavirus because when that started in this documentary, it was just a little fire. People are going to work. Oh, it's nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. It's way, way over there and so on. And then the winds picked up, and then it got out of control, and it spread all the way into paradise and wiped out the whole town and, and 80, uh, 80 people that live there. And it kind of, in, in, in analogies, with the coronavirus, I'm thinking, well, all right, it's over in China, but our win is airlines from Japan, airlines from South Korea, uh, airlines from Germany. Uh, you know, you shut down China, but now it's spreading in all these different cities. You're right. And I think, and I think people should be... 
uh, aware of this and not just looking at it as a news item. And, and like, you know, we've been calling in, be prepared. I was watching one doctor, and he was saying these masks are only good for like 15 minutes, and they get saturated. Yeah, now, that's I don't what know Dr. Blodgett that said, yeah. Right, right. Okay, yeah, and they even said that on uh, uh, TV and so on. But, you know, with my uh, sense of humor, I can just see people shopping. You ever see these contests where they win and they only have so many minutes to shop? I can see them put on a mask and have, like, a tag team. <laughs> One run into the supermarket, scream it up and down the aisle, get out of there before the mask runs out, and then send in, uh, the other family member in. But, but anyway, no, the, uh, the, uh, the coronavirus uh, right now, it's obviously our uh, hospitals are, because of uh, what's happening over in China, are gearing up more so than they would have, and uh, you know nationwide. So that's 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 a good feeling. But it's just it's still unpredictable, and we just don't know where this is going. And I think you're right uh, not to be uh, um, you know to put people where they're just going to lock their doors and peek out the windows. But they should be prepared and uh, start thinking about it. So yeah, good call. But, and, and I appreciate your anal- analogy about the fire because you're right. Right now, it seems like a, a distant fire. The old song, remember that song, "Smoke from a Distant uh, Distant Fire." That's what it feels like right now. There's smoke over in China with this coronavirus, this uh, COVID nineteen, and right now the fire's a long ways away. But uh, man, the wind starts blowing. We start getting people not just from China but from other countries uh, around the country bringing the, bringing that in. And uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not scared, but I am concerned. Let's go to line four. No, that was four. This is line one. Caller, you're up. What's up? Hi. Hi. Um, regarding the um, mural, I think any mural has to uh, enhance the character of the community. And the, I agree. Um, the, the basketball thing, to me, just would not be, would not do that for St. George. Um, because what what you may consider art, somebody else doesn't. So that opens a whole, you're not going to please everybody. But I think even more importantly, if that's private property, and that's my understanding that location is private property, it really should be up to the owner hmm. if he wants to put anything up there, and he should pay for it or, or make some arrangements where um, it's not at uh, the taxpayer's expense. Do you think if it is private property that they should be able to put anything they want up there? I mean, I I go, you know, you drive through Vegas and they got some pretty offensive billboards up there. No, it's my understanding that there are some kind of zoning restrictions of what what you, something has to meet certain standards. Yeah. Um, And I think that's a good thing because we don't live as an, you know, we're not isolated. You have to be part of the community. But again, the flavor of what the Miro would would offer, um, a gentleman called in earlier and said um, something about farming, community, the history of the community. Why not have something up about uh, Native Americans, mm-hmm. something that um, tourists would, um, would learn something about the environment rather than uh, basketball? I mean, something sports about- uh, is all fine and good, but I think it has a limited audience when you're appealing to tourism yeah good call all right thank you for the 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 input i appreciate it that's a that's a a very good point in that you go okay well what should the mural be on should i mean i guess my question is should we even have a mural uh but if you're going to have one i mean she makes a good point art is subjective uh if it's on native americans well you know 
someone be offended if it's on pioneer heritage uh you know cotton mill or or or, or you know brigham young or, or something like that well then who's going to be offended about that well probably some people that don't like the church uh, or the pioneer heritage. Uh, if you, you put a picture of red rocks up, well, we have the real thing. You just look, you know, just look to the look to the east or look to the the, the north, and you've got some red rocks to look at right there. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess my thought right now is, and maybe you can change my mind. My thought right now is maybe we shouldn't have a mural downtown because we certainly have enough beauty as it is in our community. Let's go back to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with Andy. Good morning. Hello. Yeah, that's you. Go ahead. Hi, yes. Um, I'm just calling about two things. Yesterday, I wasn't able to call in to Mayor Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, you made a, um, a remark that, well, uh, people got here first. Now we don't want anybody else in. That's not uh, necessarily true of I- Ivan's area. Uh, Ivan's area is probably one of the most beautiful uh, scenery areas. Yes, it uh, is. In the, in the county, I think. And by putting up... Giant buildings right on uh, Highway 91, a monstrosity of buildings that blocks the view, uh, and also the school uh, by the Red Mountain, um, <clears throat> too tall, blocks the view. Uh, it's fine. Build houses, let people come in, but save our views. And that's what the mayor and the council are not doing. And, um, hmm. <clears throat> and the second thing is the mural. You're right. We have the beautiful red rocks around us. But, you know, what about... Uh, a tribute to, say, Snow Canyon. And, and, and I've lived in towns where they depict the history of the, the settlement, and you can have a little bit of uh, the people who have lived here and, and things that have happened. But uh, I agree, um, uh, sports being um, that large, I, I don't know if that's really uh, something the tourists would really think is great, and I know that a lot of people in town probably would think, oh, gee, what a waste. Anyway, that's yeah. my oh, good, good take. I appreciate that. Thanks for the call today. Again, the size of that mural, 40 feet high, 120 feet long. That is approximately the size, uh, let's say about, about a fourth of a football field. The, the, as wide as a football field, just about a, a football field 50 yards wide. So uh, uh, I guess it's not that wide. Excuse me. 40 feet, not 40 yards. So 40 feet. So... Uh, and then 120 feet long, 40 yards long, to put that in perspective. That's that's a big mural, and you better be darn sure you have something that does not divide a community, That, that uh, something that unites a community if you're going to put a, a mural in that big. All right. Okay, so uh, let's go to line one again. Phone call, phones have been lit up today, and I love it. Go ahead and give me your take. Hello, you there? Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I go ahead. I about the mural. Uh-huh. Uh, I was just, had an idea for that. They should have put the Greater Zion on that instead of uh, paying $10 million for that stadium out of the tax dollars. Oh, good uh, call, yeah. Help, help keep everybody's property tax down. Yeah, good good point on that one. They did pay a lot of money to get that stadium named, and I guess they're hoping they'll get a lot of bang for their buck, but that mural's so. Uh, it's pretty big. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. We're down to the last three minutes or so. What's your take? Oh, hey, calling about the mural. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important, and I think you've it, it may have been mentioned, but that is going to be pretty permanent. 
Yeah, permanent and, and large. I think, and I think more thought and more public opinion should be going into that before someone, you know, privately makes that decision. All and right. uh, and I agree with you too that why have a mural of the the beautiful mountains and so on because we do have the real thing. Yep. We don't need that. Yep. And the the last thing in the world we need you know is a big advertisement for for a basketball, a basketball team. team. Yeah, yeah, that's you know I, I am almost in agreement with you. Um, hey. if we can't find something that appeals to everybody and even I I had a thought of why not a beautiful art just art. Just but then art. how many people will be offended by that because it won't be their type of art. Yeah, you're right. Oh, and, and that's a slippery slippery slope, huh, when we start to, trying to figure out what to put because somebody's going to be unhappy no matter what it is. Take take more time. Take more time and not not a not an athletic team. <laughs> it's just not appropriate. All right, thank you for the call today. Good to talk to you. Got time for one more call. You're on with Andy. What's up? You there? Hey. Yeah, that's you. Go ahead. Hey, Andy, I was just calling about uh, the, the Trump deal. Um, you know, the, the country needs a serious business person to run the country, and he's a serious business person. Mm-hmm. Did you see any of these other Democrats standing up to any of these other countries like Trump has? No. And we would be... Yeah, you know, we were we were we were months away from destruction, and people just need to realize that we not only need to have Trump back in there, but we need to be concerned of who's coming behind him to uphold his uh, integrity against these other countries, or we will be history. Thank yep. you. Yep, good take. Thank you. I appreciate I appreciate your opinion on there. I agree, and and folks, that's why I've been a Trump supporter for a long time because he's not a politician. Yeah, he did some TV work, whatever, but he's a businessman, and when he wants to get things done, and he made these promises, he's done everything he can to try to keep those promises and get things done. And you can hate on him all you want, but when's the last time you saw a politician that tried very hard? to keep every one of his promises. doesn't happen very often. Real quickly, I want to thank Joe Shoney, local loan consultant, focusing on customer service. Give Joe a call today, 435-590-6300. Check out his reviews, 4.92 average out of five stars online at socialsurvey.me.